Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. What a incredible seismic narcissist. You fell for yourself. Her name was Sylvie. Oh, Sylvie. Lovely. How do you spell that? Is that with an I-E or just an I? Is she alive? For now. And was infiltrating the TVA, was that always sort of the grand plan? Our interests are aligned. Overthrowing the timekeepers. Maybe they need to be overthrown. I'd have boxed your ears. Mobius, listen. If what Sylvie told me about this place is true, it affects all of us. Oh, here we go. Now, you, you've already told me about 50 lies in the past 10 minutes. I'm not and lying this I'm time. I'm supposed to believe I'm not your lying. terrorist I'm telling you girlfriend. The truth. She's not my girlfriend. Whatever you want to call her. Your, your female self that you have some demented crush on. You're all variants. Everyone who works at the TVA. The timekeepers didn't create you. They kidnapped you from the timeline and erased your memories. Memories she can access through enchantment. So before this, you had a past. Maybe you had a family, a life. Good. You two, what a pair. Gosh, unbelievable. Wherever you go, it's just death, destruction, the literal ends of worlds. Well, I'm gonna have to close this case now because I don't need you anymore. Welcome, everyone, to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from three guys who wish they had powers. This week, we are continuing our marvelous summer with the show that asks the question, what is it called when you love another version of yourself, but they don't love you back? It is 2021's Loki, episode three and four. But first, he's the gator that likes to be held by little boys. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? That just doesn't even sound right. No, it sounds about right. And no. he's the old lady that doesn't like visitors on her porch. It's Stargate Pioneer. How you doing, SP? Oh, I shoot him every time. It's fun. Shoot him every time. Yep. Yeah. I even have a Claymore sitting underneath the welcome mat. Oh, so if they make it to the welcome mat, it blows them sky high, huh? Yeah, I, I don't have to shoot him then. Yeah. Yeah. Why waste the ammo? Or energy? I guess it was an energy cannon, right? I think so. it's Sonic, but I don't know. Sonic? I don't know. It it hurt, and it was purple. It was so, fun. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what's happening around CBC? Nothing. It's it's oh, summer that's break. Right. Summer, nothing is happening. Summer what, break. What do, you, what, what do you mean nothing? I've got this whole list of things that are going on in CBC. You know what? You know what? Fine. SP, what's happening around CBC? Well, the newly reconstructed lunar restaurant created by the Smoking and Drinking in Space crowd is preparing to host the trio of space tourism billionaires, plus their guests in the next few weeks because space tourism is starting up. The menu will be entirely corn in nature from harvested crops shuttled to the moon from Iowa 
by the USS Enterprise. Sadly, though, the cargo holds were sabotaged by, spoiler, they die, with little Canadian round fur pests, which may or may not have a name that rhymes with fibbles. So pending lawsuits <laughs> by the billionaires for the loss of their prepaid meals have the saddest hosts considering to serve Soylent Green instead, created specifically by an alliance of two of the three hosts. I wonder which two of the three. Yeah, that's that'll get you both thinking for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, it should. So over it on should. Eyes Forward March, they continued their crusade to rid the world of terrible officers by replacing all the desserts in West Point and Annapolis with concentrated x They may oh. or may not have done the same to all available meals ready to eat or MREs on the base as well. That's gross. <laughs> now, the guys, the guys over at Video Game Lounge Podcast found their way into a smuggled storeroom of Spotted Cow, which, by the way, if you don't know, is only sold in Wisconsin, where they continued to drink and play rounds of the Atari 2600 ET game while they wait for their new graphics cards to become available. It's, it's okay, though. It's fine because they have a defibrillator to use in case one of them passes out. Wow. Um, spotted cow, anything like spotted dick? No, it's it's a, a lager. It's pretty decent if you haven't had it. Oh, okay. And, so, and they're going to be waiting a long time for their uh, video cards. Right, so they're just yeah. going to have to keep on drinking into that smuggled amount of spotted cow. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Steph and Jamie over on Stay Wild Trauma Child continue to explore why they found themselves as part of the Creative Brain Candy network in the first place after they figured out James is also on the network. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody does that. Yeah, right. Speaking of James, Simply Stogies is currently on location in the Southwest where James finds himself to be vaporized due to his smoking and the heat, R.A.P. James, in his place, the Creative Brain Candy Network has placed a bot in charge of his Discord account so his special ways and statements will be remembered fondly. And nobody's noticed a difference. Yeah, does it just, does it just post GIFs constantly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And finally, Wolverine and Cat from Spoiler They Die continue to develop their superpowers by experiencing alternating days of minus 50 degrees Celsius one day to positive 50 degrees Celsius the next day, all while ingesting Coke-flavored radioactive uranium, which is mine nearby. Coke-flavored? Coke <laughs> Are we talking about the soda or the, the nose candy? Both. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, they're Canadians, right? Right. Yeah. That, well, that's why I had to ask. Wow. All right. So yeah, there's a lot happening at CBC. Yeah, so I had no idea because I'm on summer break. I was going to say, Jason, you, uh, you've fallen down on your duties. This was, this was good. This was good. Summer break. Summer, summer break. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. I just pay attention to what's going on. That's all. Perfect. Perfect. So I, I have one other question. Um, do you happen to have any superhero news? Let's, let's see if you did that. I do. I have oh a Oh, God. Man. Why do you give our guests homework? I didn't give him. No, no. I didn't give him shit. I, he said, do I have to do a limerick? I said, yep, that's it. And are we doing awards? Yep. And he goes, okay. This is all so This is all you bonus. you gave him homework. This is all bonus. Right. Well, because he was afraid to ask you anymore. He was afraid that he didn't know no, that he was supposed to do all this. So he just this, did it. I've been spoiled. Just to be prepped. From now on, SP will be my guest host anytime I need to get rid of Crowley. 
So that's every week now that he's vaporized. That's true. Hey, uh, so we're in the uh, we're in the market for another host. Interesting. Right. Oh, sure. Perfect. All the time. Awesome. All the time. Yeah. So uh, I have several big news items. The first one that we'll discuss is that uh, Richard Donner, who is the filmmaker known for Superman, Lethal Weapon, and The Goonies, passed away at the age of ninety-one this past week. Rip. Yeah, this this actually makes me sad because I love all those movies. So I know. So the Donner cut, as it was known way before the Schneider cut was known, uh, it was a combination of Superman one and two. You guys have talked about it before, and mm-hmm. uh, he's fondly known for that. And I, for one, really enjoyed the Lethal Weapon series. I know there is some issues with uh, a particular actor in there. We'll just leave that alone. And of course, the Goonies, the start of Thanos. You know, that that's wonderful. Have you guys watched Goonies lately? Not lately. It's been several years. I have not. It, no. It's been for me, too. I did have it on in the background uh, a few months ago and was just remembering it fondly. So I did not remember that Richard Donner was the filmmaker behind it, though. So that's pretty cool. Did you want to do the Truffle Shuffle? Isn't that what it is? The sure. Isn't there, there's like a little shuffle in that thing, isn't there? It's been a I, while. Yeah, it's been been quite quite some time. Anyway, he made it to 91. That's pretty pretty long lifespan these days. Yeah. 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 So the only thing that I kept on lamenting was the fact that he was lived longer than the star of Superman, you know, Christopher Reeve, so... And uh, m- moving on to the next... I guess, semi-happier news story. It was announced today, just hours before we recorded this, it was broken by deadline that both Disney's Marvel Studios and Warner Brothers DC Films are going to skip the San Diego Comic-Con at home later this month. Now, there's no... Really? Yep. There's no word on whether Spider-Man, which is technically Sony Studios, will be uh, participating... But uh, CW's Legends of Tomorrow will be participating. That's already known. And Comic-Con at home runs July 23rd through 25th. Now, did they, why? did they stay why they skipped? No, I did not get into that in the article. Oh, so you, you didn't read it. Okay, perfect. That's fine. I'm, fi- I'm okay with that. I don't either. Let's go no, to the No, there one. was just, just an announcement that they weren't coming. There, there was okay. no reason behind it. Okay. I did read the article, Rob. Not like you. Nah, you just skim. That's how you do it. Well, I mean, when you're bearing down in you know, in an enclosed room, yeah, I can see your why eyes get skim. yeah, your yeah. eyes get skin, uh, squinty and it's hard to read. Yeah, I like, actually. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Yeah. We don't yeah. need the sound effects. I actually well, researched this them. in my studio, so there was no sound effects there. Okay, so the next one, uh, you know, you guys have been largely covering films and the Marvel Universe right now, but there's this whole Warner Brothers DC Universe out there on the CW, and I covered that for years, eight years, on the Starling Tribune. So I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, of yeah. Arrow. I, yep. Yep, very familiar with the mm-hmm. Arrowverse. So they, I haven't watched any of it since the end of Arrow. I kind of got burned out on it, and it's I not the same quality. It. Yeah, I yeah. still watch them all. Okay, well, that's good. 
Uh, Robin Givens was cast as a regular on CW's Flash for season eight, but there has been no news whether season eight is going to be the finale for Flash or not at this point. Right, because Gustin wants out and so does uh, Candace, I believe, uh, who plays Iris. Yeah, so Jesse L. Martin, Candace Patton, and Daniel Panabaker have all signed deals for season eight. Right, but they want that to be the, I think... uh, Candace wanted it to be our last one, I think, or something. Right. And Stephen Amell, who played Arrow all over on Arrow, he got really burned out and wanted out for a while. And they backed up a truckload of money to get him to come back to do the half season that was season eight for Arrow, as well as the crisis crossover. Right. So, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do that with uh, Flash cast or not, or if they really even want to keep going. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast on the future of the CW Arrowverse. It, it, let, let's still call it the Arrowverse. I know that there's uh, Superman and Lois that's out there right now, which is kind of broken from the Arrowverse, but it did begin with the Arrowverse. So right, right. There's there's yeah. all that. So uh, talking about um, breaking the fourth wall, She-Hulk is reportedly going to now. She-Hulk is another Disney Plus series that's going to be coming out. It's mm-hmm. uh, related to the MCU. And She-Hulk will reportedly break the fourth wall, Deadpool style. Yeah, I, oh, I saw. Why are I they doing a, that? Uh, I saw a uh, headline about that. I didn't read into it, but because you don't read. Well, no, I just I got you know I was a little busy today. Just doing what? <laughs> Lots of things. It wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> So did they say? Did they say why? Because does she? She doesn't break the fourth wall in the comics, does she? I don't think so very much, but I think they're going to just take that route for mm-hmm. Tatiana Maslany's uh, version of Jennifer Walters, and and we'll just see where it goes. Uh, there's been no premiere date announced for this or any of the other Disney Plus shows, as far as I know, beyond Loki. So, yeah, because Hawkeye, I think, is the next in the pipe because it's just about done. Or it's finished uh, filming, hadn't it? Yeah, that was the first one back, I think. But yeah. I don't know in what order they're going to air things. And with more of the movies coming out, like this weekend, Black Ooh, Widow yeah. comes out. Yep. yep. Right. Watching it Friday. Are you guys going to watch it in the theater? Or are you going to watch yes, it? Absolutely. At home? Absolutely. Okay. In the theater with popcorn and peanut butter M and M's. Oh my goodness. Since I'm an old man and have to use the restroom quite a bit, I'm going to be watching it at home. That's that's unfortunate. That's well, unfortunate. I, that's why you get a that's why you get a big cup and then a, a smaller cup and you drink the smaller <laughs> cup first. There you go. And See, then empty it after that. I, I think it's a bonus that they are allowing this to be streamed at home. So I I will enjoy it. I don't know the specifics behind it. I don't know how long I'll have the rental available to me. But, I think uh, it's. I, I think it's uh, 14 days, wasn't that what it was for uh, like Mulan and all that other stuff, I thought? I don't remember. days or 30 days or something like that. It's like 20 bucks, right? Yeah. It's probably 30 bucks, but I'll find out and it'll be worth it for me. Yeah, normally the premiere thing is 20 bucks or something like that. Um, So to look, uh, you guys can look forward to that. Uh, We'll be reviewing that and... It will drop immediately after all of these Loki episodes. So uh, uh, July 30th, you can look for that episode. 
We're doing the same thing on Legends of Shield. We're not cool. podcasting on Black Widow until we finish our Loki coverage. Right. But we will which all is, have which seen is coming. Yeah, we will all have seen Black Widow probably this weekend. And yeah. I do have a final news story here. I've got, got a couple others, but we'll just make this the final one. Yeah, the, sounds good. The, the Loki star Sophia Der D Martino, I believe her name. She D plays Martino, La- yeah. Yeah, she yeah. plays Lady Loki. She Sylvie. is oh Sylvie. Yep. Don't she call is, her Loki. I will call her Lady Loki. Oh man. Anyway, she is open to playing Doctor Who. And this is, I think, important in the grand scheme of things because I think she's got the chops for it. Uh, maybe not be a great next step for her, but we'll see. Jodie Whittaker, is, her time as Doctor Who will be coming to a, an end pretty soon. So they're going to have to cast somebody. And this is the geek version of 007. So everybody wonders who's going to be the next James Bond. Everybody wonders in, in the geek world who's going to be the next doctor who so she's just putting it out there that she's interested in it and so we'll just see what the bbc does with that casting it's funny enough whenever i first saw her in in the first episode of loki i actually looked her up to see if she had played doctor who because she looked like she had played doctor who i don't watch doctor who i'm not a huge doctor who fan i've seen a few of the older episodes um but I knew that they had a female Doctor Who and that it was somewhat controversial whenever it happened. And so I was I was curious because I, I didn't recognize her from a lot of stuff. She looked kind of familiar, but I couldn't place what I had seen her in and I hadn't seen her in anything. Um, but yeah, so I looked her up to see if she was actually had actually played Doctor Who. So that's funny that she put it out there that she wants to play Doctor Who. And I, I could see it, but I don't know if they're willing to do two female Doctor Who's back to back or if, if they want to continue doing it. I don't know how the ratings have been because uh, they've kind of transitioned to a streaming uh, version of of the show now. So I, I, I don't know what the future is going to be. I'm not an expert on Doctor Who. I just watch it for the fun of it. And I could see her playing Doctor Who. Cool. And all that's right. all the news I have, yeah. Uh, you know what? It was awesome. Um, yeah. A lot better than so, James. So, Rob, that's that's how you do news. No, that is not how so you do Sattis news. So when Sadis starts back up, that's no. how you do news. Okay. All right, fine. Um, so what you're saying is I need to get SP to record the news segment for me. God damn it. Yeah, I can do that, but be careful what you ask for. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. I should be careful what I ask for. How about a pod crawl? Yeah, let's do this. All right. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. There's something in the water and Lady Loki doesn't like the taste. So she's heading to the timekeepers to file a formal complaint. Hot on her heels is the other Loki we all love to hate, who just wants a chance to tell her his side of the story and why they should team up. Lady Loki is having none of it, and while Loki is beating theirself up, Renslayer arrives to break up the fight. Loki uses a tempad to teleport them off to Lamentis 1 on not one of its better days. It seems Lamentis in 2077 went Kablui and is in the process of obliterating the moon they are now stranded on since the tempad has no more juice. 
The Lokis fight a little more before coming to an uneasy truce to search for a USB charger before they get smashed by planet debris. They come across an old woman with a laser shotgun who shoots the laser equivalent of rock salt in their tits, and then move on to a train that will take them to the rescue arc that is chock full of charging stations. While on the train they share pleasantries and Loki gets ripped roaring drunk, while Lady Loki sucks the fun right out of the room. The obligatory bar brawl ensues and both Lokis get thrown from the train, which also happens to destroy the tempad they needed to get off the planet. They now need the arc for survival instead of just its quick charge abilities, so with a new plan in hand, they head off to fight through the crowd trying to get on the arc, only to watch it get smashed by incoming bits of former planet. With no other recourse, the two Lokis find a nice spot to watch the apocalypse, and Lady Loki shares her tale of being a child variant who escaped from the TVA and lived life on the run, jumping from disaster to disaster to hide her tracks. As each Loki thinks it's the end, they open up to each other, and like Narcissus staring into the water, they fall in love with their self, the first masturbatory kiss moments away as the moon is being destroyed by its parent planet. However, that would end the series, and Disney only wants to tease self-love, so the TVA picked up on this self-touching moment and opens up portals in front of them. With their survival instinct still stronger than their self-pleasuring libido, they jump through back at TVA headquarters, caught and locked up. Mobius puts Loki in a time jail where he gets kneed in the nuts continuously by Syl after Loki reveals to him the secret that Mobius is actually a mind-wiped variant, and Lady Loki is having long, intimate talks with B-15 in the rain. Mobius has doubts though, because he really likes jet skis and he's not sure why, so he pays a visit to Renslayer to finish some paperwork and steal her cell phone. There, he finds video of her erasing C-20 from existence. Mobius frees Loki as a kind of mea culpa for not believing him, and when they get back to the TVA, Renslayer erases Mobius for stealing her shit. She takes the Lokis to see the time bosses, who are just Chuck E. Cheese animatronics, and after another fight where Lady Loki again clears the room, her and Loki have a small moment, Renslayer erases Loki, and roll Loki arriving on the island of misfit Lokis after credits, credits. All right. So before we get started, um, SP, I know you have uh, listened to uh, last week's episode because you are that kind of listener. Um, and we had a very serious discussion about, well, not so serious, but serious discussion about, what is it, self-inflicted or self-masturbation via asphyxiation or something? Auto-erotic um, asphyxiation? Auto-erotic, thank you, thank you. Um, so what's your take on that? can't even say the word. I know, right. What's, uh, what's your take on that? I, I want to get your perspective here. They have strongly hinted that there is a deep connection between these two characters, but they have stopped short of that they're of, of overtly saying that there is a romantic connection between these two characters. Now, to me, it seems like this is a love story between Sylvie and Loki, and they are in that rom-com action movie that they are trying to get together but there's stuff that's constantly happening around them okay and they just never do get together to to me because of everything that i've watched out there including all these stupid hollywood rom-coms which owen wilson is part of right i just went that way but when you really take a look at it this is just low-key opening up and Sylvie opening up because neither has had any true deep friends. Now, Loki has grown up with the warriors three with Thor 
with Odin and his mother. And so he's got family, but he hasn't really had a deep connection with him. And he even uses his last name, Lofisun. He, he does not use Odin's son yet. So remember, this is the Loki version that's from Avengers. This is not the Loki right. version that's from Infinity that, War. That made up, yeah. Yeah. Right. So he is making a connection probably for the first time in his life at a deep friend level. And I could see how the producers of the show wanted to go there. But like I said, from me just viewing it, I definitely want to see this and it is so messed up because they are literally the same person. I right. mean, yeah, it's it's like it would be like dating your twin sister. Like uh Luke and Leia maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be exactly that. Well, you know, there is a precedent now in Disney with uh with with brother sister kissing. Right. Well, yeah, I so mean, they have Star they, Wars, so yeah, yeah. They have Star it's, Wars, it's right? opened the door. Maybe yeah. that's why they bought Star Wars. They were so looking they do way this. far ahead so yeah. that they could make this happen, yeah. Right, right, makes sense. All right. But you got... No, no, go ahead. You got to feel for Sophie because she is... You get her backstory, and, and I'm guessing you want to talk about that at some point in time, but yeah, you I get am. her backstory... And it's just so sad the way that everything happens. And she has no idea. As a matter of fact, she even asked the question to the judge in the elevator. What was the nexus of it? What caused you to do this to me? And she just smiles and smirks. She probably knows. Oh, she remembers. She says, no, I don't remember what happened. Right. I'm like, oh, well, F you. And do you the, think there's a Nexus event that that actually happened? So that yeah, that made her so go that is Sophie? that is my question here. Um, that's the question I had is is why was this kid Loki? Uh, I'm going to use variant in in quotes because I I don't think she's a variant. I think I think it's whoever's pulling the strings in the background knows that because they and they kind of allude this during a conversation that. Loki is chaos. Loki creates divergence, and they don't want the divergence in the timeline. So I think they're just picking them up whenever the universe makes one. That's my thought. Well, but I mean, they they would have to, right? Because there's only one sacred timeline, and this is one of right. the this is one of the quabbles that I have with this show is there's only one sacred timeline, so there could technically be only one Loki. Right. So any any other Loki other than the main Avengers Loki, in-game Loki that died would have to be a variant. So Jason, I was listening to your show last week and I was listening to your theories that you right. think that the, the TVA whole... is based in the quantum realm. Okay. Yeah. And if that is true, something is enabling them to go back and forth and the tempads going in and out of the quantum realm. I mean, imagine if you had that in Endgame, it would have made the whole thing a lot easier, right? Right. But they are saying that if if this is enabled by some being in the quantum realm, which could be Kang, which is supposedly uh, Ravona's love interest in the Marvel comics. Yeah. And, and could be or is going to be in the internals, right? So there's going to be an internals link here, whether it's the way the comics write it or not, we'll see between Ravona and King. But you have this being that has 
set up this TVA within the quantum realm, if you're right. And I think the reason why he's saying that the Avengers are okay and that's what the sacred timeline was supposed to be is because he's not powerful enough to go up against the Avengers. So he just lets them do what they're going to do because if he doesn't, he's going to find himself uh, on the wrong end of the Avengers, basically. Yeah, and and I think that the... I think this sacred timeline thing is is about to blow apart, and I think it's it's a part of a larger story that they're going to be exploring further in in the new Doctor Strange film, and, so, and probably as as the rest of Phase Four. Have you watched Episode Five yet? Yes. Well, shit. No four. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. All right. It, and it, it'll be easier this time because uh, Five is is a much more standalone uh, story than than these others. All right, so, so, so you're still you're still standing behind the the quantum realm theory. I am. Okay. I am. All right. I think it makes sense because it's the only reason why those stones wouldn't work, and and the fact that Loki's magic wouldn't work. It's because they're in right. the quantum realm. Yeah, they've they've got to be somewhere else rather than you know what we consider reality. They've got to be. In a an entire different reality, and the only other reality that they've exposed to us at this point is the quantum realm. And they've also said that the that time uh, moves differently in the quantum realm, or doesn't move at all, depending on how deep I guess you get into the quantum realm. Although that doesn't quite hold true whenever you go to Ant Man and the Wasp, because uh, what's her face's mom for... was was aged. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, that aside. Yeah, they 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 well, said I mean, that you know, and you've got you've got Ramona or Ravona that's um, Renslayer that is, uh, uh, you know, she was the same age when she captured young Loki as she is now. You know, she looked the same. Yeah, um, yeah. So so Mobius said that you know time moves differently there, right? So and it and it appears that it doesn't move at all while you're in the quantum realm, right? So wow. uh, let's wow. Thank you. I like it. That was good. That was the best Owen Wilson I have heard. I think. So. Well, that's 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 because mine and yours suck. Yeah, it did. They did. I think it's, Jason did a pretty good one last episode. Yeah. So let's uh, let's back up because normally I start with overall impressions. So, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get that uh, that uh, auto erotic whatever majigger taken care of um so overall impressions of these uh these two episodes jason um the third one is picking up the pace i didn't like that they didn't uh, cover a lot of material in the third one um but they did establish uh, quite a bit of of character development in the third one so i'm okay with that Uh, i thought the fourth one was a much better episode uh it, it moved the ball uh, somewhat, and you got more of the great set design that they've they've put into this show uh, with with the TVA interiors, and you got more of that that kind of low bassoon uh, sci-fi music that they've been playing throughout this. I absolutely love the soundtrack in this, oh, yeah. this series. The music's good. The music's good. Even the little, even the the little uh, tidbits of you know popular music of the time time you know like the what is it the hero song or whatever uh at the renaissance fair 
Yeah, you know, that kind yeah. of that fit really well. I need a hero. From I need Footloose. a hero. Yeah, yeah. So SP, um, what what are your impressions one through four? You know, we you know we haven't heard your impressions about one and two yet. So, what what are you thinking of the series so far? That means you haven't listened to my podcast. Well, uh, but, not necessarily me, but uh, everybody else. Oh, all right. Yeah, the listeners, you know I mean? which may not know that I've been podcasting on Marvel since 2013 on a right. podcast called Legends of Shield. Okay. Legends of Shield, yeah. Which is yep. on the Gunna Geek Network, correct? Yep. Found yep. at GunnaGeek.com. So the big Shameless thing. Plug. Right. The big, I, I did, actually did want to get that out of the way because I want to mention that I'm biased. I'm biased uh, for my experience in Marvel. I have literally watched everything that has come out in marvel since uh really 2008 in the Including mcu the netflix stuff yeah we just finished that entire oh, run that's right jason was on uh what jessica jones right yep jessica yeah. jones season <laughs> three was the last netflix marvel series so yeah. i've watched everything and this is important to note with Loki because I, I listened to some of the reactions that you guys had. I am coming at this from this is a needed in Loki specifically. This is a needed um, thread to tie up following Endgame because they went back to try to get all the Infinity Stones. The Avengers did. One of the things that they did is they screwed up. After right. the original Avengers, and this is the version of Loki that we have, and he escaped with the Infinity Stone, uh, and he is, ty we're tying up that loose end right now, because it needed to be. And after Endgame, they knew that there was going to be a little bit of burnout with the whole MCU. There was a little bit of burnout after Avengers. When you went from Avengers to Iron Man 3... There was a, oh, we've got this great team up to this Iron Man 3 that wasn't really as good of a movie as everything leading up in phase one when they were clearly, right. uh, Iron Man 3 was the first film in phase two. And we're in that mode now, post Avengers Endgame. Yeah, we've and I, got, think, I think that makes more sense right now too with these stand little standalone things because everybody's broken after Endgame. Right, just like Iron Man 3, but you have a new story that needs to be told. You have to have people picking up uh, what's left of their lives, right. and they have to move forward. And I think all three of the series, now I've heard people like WandaVision the best out of all three, that seems to be a consensus. I've mm -hmm. enjoyed watching all three series, because each of them have taken a version, a part of what is the MCU, and they've drawn it forward and they've each dealt with an issue that needs to be dealt with. In this particular case, it's simple temporal mechanics of what the heck happened to Loki in Endgame. They did not tie that up. It is a plot, just a giant plot hole with Endgame that Loki's gone. And we kept hearing, well, we'll get more into that. That's not going to be something that's going to be left open. And we're getting to the bottom of it in this series. So when you take it in context, this is just an extension of Endgame, which I really enjoyed. And I'm enjoying this series so far of finding out what happened with Loki and what's going on and how it's going to fit into the MCU moving on with phase four as, as we go on. We're now technically in phase four, I guess. 
And the same with WandaVision, which I guess you guys will cover in the future or have already covered, and you're going to drop those episodes later. And same with The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I still like WandaVision the best so far, but I mean, I'll reserve my final judgment until I see the final episode of Loki. But um, I don't know. WandaVision scratched an itch for me that I didn't realize I had. Uh, with, um, I mean, it was, it was a love story. For it that, was, dude. it was, <laughs> it was a love story. They, uh, it was, it was Wanda's, you know, farewell letter to vision is basically what that was. Um, and it was, it was heart wrenching. And I think, uh, I think it's one of the more powerful, uh, MCU shows or movies, uh, that they've ever produced. That being said, I, I, I've really enjoyed Loki. I really like them tying up that that loose thread uh, in Endgame, as you said. Um, they're still managing to mostly keep consistent with their uh, time fuckery. Um, again, i I don't like <laughs> I don't like time based stories, but this one's uh, actually been pretty good because I think the the time based portion of it is has taken a back seat so yeah it's it's um, a backdrop it's not it's not the reason right um and and it's and it's a good story i i would say that winter uh, falcon and the winter soldier is is probably my least favorite of the three but it was still pretty good see i think falcon um, and the winter soldier deals with like you and me if we were in the real MCU. Like we experienced the infinity war. We experienced the blip. We experienced end game. I think this is from the fan aspect of, okay, what does this mean for me as well as what does this mean for the transference of captain America and how that all worked out? I think those were two important issues that needed to be taken care of as they move forward with the MCU. Right. Yeah, and and one of the things that I do like about Loki is that I really don't know what's happening because I'm not familiar with the characters because a lot of these characters are from like the Fantastic Four series and I never read the Fantastic Four uh, comics uh, whenever I was into comics because I just I thought they were dull. I thought the Fantastic Four was dull. Um, the only time I did, I didn't even like them whenever they did their crossovers with the comics that I read. So. I'm not super familiar with these characters, so I don't know what to anticipate. I don't know any really backstory uh, behind them. I've I've done a cursory amount of of research, but I don't want to spoil it for myself uh, in case I I read something that would reveal um, where reveal a plot line that they're going to go be. go to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I'm really enjoying that aspect too. Now with Wandavision. I was pretty familiar with Wanda and Vision and that that story arc that they kind of ripped off from the comics uh, with her kids and and how that all played out. Now they put a good twist to, on it, and I can't wait until we talk about that series. And and uh, so that coming. that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's coming. So so you like it and all that kind of good stuff, SP. But uh, what didn't work for you? Uh, you've got to have a quabble somewhere. It can't be a hundred percent like you know fanboy the whole way. You've got to have something that didn't quite work. I think right now they have been towing a line here on uh, not giving as many 
references to the rest of the MCU as like WandaVision did. And we won't get into depth with that because I know you, you guys haven't released your, your takes on that. But there was a lot of speculation with WandaVision that ruined it for a lot of people because they didn't, they, it wasn't as in depth. They were just throwing a lot of fun things in there. They're not throwing those same fun things in Loki. And I think part of that was a recoil from the reaction to WandaVision. I think we were supposed to get more references across the board here with Loki that we're not getting. I mean, they've done a ton of them, right? There's, There's a ton of references to the Thor movies, you know, the crashing of dishes, uh, the fullness instead of being drunk. Uh, there's just a lot of that going right. on, but it's not, there's not a lot of fandom for the Thor movies in relation to the rest of the MCU. So they're kind of missing on that point where the references may be too veiled to the casual fan and they're not really pulling those out. Now I say that, but I actually think it's working because we don't have a clue as to where this is all going. We're all pontificating. We all have our theories. We're all enjoying the ride, so to speak. Right. It's only six episodes. So it's kind of a, a fun ride just to sit down for six weeks and watch this. Uh, it's being aired out of order because of the pandemic of what they were supposed to do. In oh, that's order. right. Because Loki, it was supposed to be Loki, then WandaVision, wasn't it? Or no, it was supposed to be. Supposed to be Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier first, first. and then WandaVision. Black Widow. Yes. Yeah. And so they, they've they uh, changed things out of order. And, and Loki, they say, wasn't affected story-wise by the pandemic, but they did shut down shooting, and then they waited a few months, and then they came back. I can't help but think that there has been some change to the series because they just oh, had yeah, more time. Of, and what happened with WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, and they had more time to go to the writer's room. Like the producer could sit down and say, well, we can make these tweaks, which could have made the whole thing a lot better. I mean, we could be looking at a version of this Loki series that wouldn't have been so great had it not been for the pandemic. But I just think there's been, there had to have been tweaks to the storyline to get where we are today. And I I don't know. Kevin Feige does a good job of his storyboards of, of, you know, meeting with everybody to make sure that they're working on the path forward. I think he's got a pretty good idea of where phase four and quite frankly, where phase five are going right now. You know, but he's got all the way out to phase 10. Let's be honest. I need to do <laughs> a lot of research into Kevin Feige and his background and everything. And matter of fact, I was thinking about releasing a special episode of, of legends of shield after black widow specifically on Kevin Feige, because I think there's a lot to be said there that isn't to be said about some other franchises like Harry Potter or star Wars or something like that. I think the Marvel cinematic universe has something special with Kevin Feige and, um, that said, he doesn't control the storyline tightly, specifically with any particular project. Like Ant-Man, for example. I guarantee you he wasn't sitting there the whole time with oh, Ant-Man. No. no. Or going, you need to do it this way. Well, I think that, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Right. You know, that was... that was Yeah, a, that's all James Gunn. That's a James Gunn brainchild right there. That's... Yeah, and that's, I... 
I have no proof of this, but I think Kevin Feige was a big force in bringing James Gunn back oh, to the MCU after the whole debacle over his tweet 12 years ago or whatever it was with Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so to bring up the point that you said about less, less speculation and all that, I have noticed that, that with Loki compared to WandaVision, there has been a lot less news out there as far as theories and things like that. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't actively seeking them when I was watching WandaVision and I'm not actively seeking them with Loki, but I saw a lot more stuff come up on the different feeds and things like that for WandaVision than I did for Loki as far as theories, you know, Mephisto and and the twins and all that kind of stuff. You know, there was a bunch of stuff there and I'm just not seeing it here, uh, which I think is good. I think it, it's it's um, it's leaving a mystery out there um, and you're watching the you're watching the show and you're li- you're you're engaged in the story for the story and not trying to figure out what, you know, what they're thinking and where they're going. You're, you're there along, you're, you're there for the ride. I'm still trying to figure out where they're going well, you and what's are, going on. I'm still trying to look behind the curtain well, while I'm watching the show. Well, you are a little bit, but it's not, but it's not as, as the theories aren't out there as heavy as, as they were with WandaVision, I think. Well, like SP said, they're not throwing a lot of uh, they're not throwing a lot of misdirects at us in yeah. this series as they were in one division. That's either. true. It's a very it's really well. It's as straightforward as a time as a time show can be, I guess. Right? Yeah. So I just recently rebinged one division um, with one of my kids, and because he hadn't seen it yet, because he's a disappointment. Um, and so it's, that sounds I was, about right. Wait, I was wait. been written out of the will I'm, already. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it was the older kid. It was. Yeah, it was. yeah. He is a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, and so I was noticing a lot of the stuff that I had missed the first time, and it's because they cleverly overshadowed that stuff with the stuff that they were trying to misdirect with, like those commercials. Most of those commercials had. Well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot in those commercials. Um, well, Rob, Rob, you asked if I had any nitpicks or something like right. that, and I do. I there, there's little stuff all over the place. For example, when they first get to when Loki and Sylvie first get to Lamentus, they're being pelted by meteors coming down on them, and they're in a building. And meteor, <laughs> yeah. a, a meteor comes down <laughs> into the building, and then they go out into this field, and they're running around, you know, hiding under a truck and and dodging yeah. meteors. They find themselves in another building, and they yeah. think themselves safe, even well, though this right. one had this one had thicker walls and roofs. Yeah. <laughs> right, it was made of adamantium. Yes. I mean, you, you have to think. And I, if I was writing the story, I would be like. They go into a cliff or the, a cave, right? A cave right, or right, a, a right, mine shaft not, or something. Yeah, not a building. It, and the other thing that looked that like I, a mining facility, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. It was. A, it was a big mine. And the other thing that I was thinking of in terms of that uh, episode is there is a scene where the train is going to the Ark. They're on the train, and they show this big. Huge meteor coming down, yeah. not that far away yeah. from the train. And the track. train just I'm thinking, curves. I'm thinking this is the same sort of asteroid. This meteor, the that dinosaurs. Came, yeah, 65 yeah. million years ago, and yet the train yeah. is fine. 
Yeah, you so, see yeah. you see these parts well, the of the moon. The planet is fine. Yeah. Well, you see the parts of the moon coming down in the background and stuff. There was a big old chunk that came down. That should have that should have at least No, they were on a moon. Okay, I'm sorry. The planet that was chunks of the planet. Right. The big big old chunk of the planet came down and hit the moon. That would have that would have done something. Not just crumbled and well, made a crater. Well, so they would have had some massive tidal forces. There would have been Probably earthquakes happening, and and I mean, a, a planet exploding out of nowhere is going to fuck the the other planetary right. bodies around it up a lot. So yeah, I mean, they're they're taking a lot of artistic license and showing the aftermath of a planet explosion and people evacuating a moon. Yeah. And, but and- yeah, the 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 meteor thing that that caught my eye immediately whenever I saw it. They were in one building, they run to another, and then they think they're safe. They don't think meteors are going to go through this building? I, I didn't yeah. understand that yeah. either. Well, see, when they ran at first, when they ran into that building, I figured, okay, they're going to find an elevator, go down a mine shaft or whatever. And, you know, because they were like, oh, we need to find power. I didn't know they needed to find um, an arc, you know, for power. But, you know, I was like, oh, okay, they found power. They're going to go down to a mine shaft, charge up, get out. You know, because obviously they've got to get out somehow, otherwise the show doesn't go to episode four. So, um, what, uh, so, so do you think, let's move on into episode four. Do you think, obviously Ramona wasn't phased by the, by the androids? Ravona. Uh, Ravona, sorry. Um, wasn't, wasn't, uh, phased by the, by the android timekeepers. Um, do you think she knows who's pulling the strings or who's, no, you don't think so? I think she is pulling the strings. You think she's the one pulling the strings? Right. Now, remember in the comics, she's the girlfriend of this mega God, right? So, yeah, she, I think this was all set up and then she became his girlfriend or maybe she was his girlfriend as she went in or whatever. According to the comics and the story could be different. And then she just worked her way to the point where she took over the whole place because she was just a minute man. She was just an agent to begin with. And all of a sudden she's a judge. So something happened to get her there. Right. So do you think, do you think, yeah, she, she screws up, loses a variant and becomes a judge because of it. Talk about failing upwards, you know? So, um, the story of your life, right? Yeah. Working so far. Um, do you think, so you think she, Maybe she killed the timekeepers, the original timekeepers? No, I think the timekeepers are made up. Okay. Yeah, I think they were made up from the beginning. I think she knew that the timekeepers weren't real. I mean, because she had been interacting with them for for that long. Um, And she didn't seem surprised whenever, you know, the the first timekeeper's head came off and it was a robot. I don't think she knows who's actually pulling the strings. I think she's trying to figure that out as well. I think that Sylvie was part of that plan for whatever reason. Um, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Yeah, because she didn't just straight up interrogate her or vaporize her right away. You know, she held her in a room somewhere. I will say that Disney animatronics has come a long way. You know, I'm picturing myself in this (laughs) timekeeper room in a ride in Walt Disney World or Epcot or something like that. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at it. They were probably actors, right? But they were moving around like they were animatronics if you watch it a second time. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and uh, I was thinking, you know, 
that has come a long way. So you, you guys ever go to the Hall of Presidents? I, I believe oh, yeah. it's in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Walt Disney World. It's in uh, Magic Kingdom. Right. So you have the animatronics and stuff like that, where it's really like 1970s technology at best. And you fast forward to this scene and you're like, oh, wow. Well, this is what 40 years of animatronics could get you. No, actually, the Hall of Presidents isn't too bad. They, they've they updated a lot of their technology, and it, it looks pretty good. Mm. Well, good. I'm talking about the original animatronics, and there was also that Carousel of the Future thing that I don't even think exists anymore. But Oh, Epcot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it still exists. It's up there. Okay. So, yeah. uh, last question before we move on. Um, how do you think Loki's going to get out of his current predicament well uh, um, without without <laughs> without spoiling since i've already seen how he's gonna get out of his current right. predicament okay stop so sp how do you think he's gonna get out of his current predicament i think he is going to use his magic to conjure up a fully charged temp pad and be able to move himself to another apocalypse so that he could hook up with another version of Loki and then <laughs> keep on multiplying until there's hundreds of Loki variants so that they can go back to the TVA and take it over. <laughs> okay. okay. How close is he, Jason? Um, Way off. Not very, but there's elements of what he said that that actually happened okay excellent so we're gonna have um uh autoerotic asphyxiation masturbation with loki asphyxiation that's what i said no that is not what you said what did i say i said autoerotic af- as asphyxiation yeah so you still can't af- say it asphyxiation af- you know it's there. probably better that he doesn't know how to say it then he yeah. won't ever try it yes <laughs> yes i no i was so one of my theories got busted uh, during these two episodes. So in episode three, when they were on the train um, and Sylvie wakes up, I was pretty sure that Loki had figured out her mind thing and had put her in a, in a dream and was, was trying to manipulate her to get information. Um, and that kind of blew up in episode four, whenever the, the arc blew up and they, they, uh, they oh, okay. So you thought you thought captured. all of that you thought all of that was a was a mindscape. Yeah, I thought the okay. bar brawl and the the arc getting blown up. I thought that was all Loki trying to to manipulate Sylvie. That would have been interesting. A little interesting little twist. All right. Um, any final thoughts? I got a couple of final thoughts here. First okay. of all, Lamentus is actually important in the Marvel comic universe. It's a, a Kree. I got a question about that too. Yeah, it's a Kree base. So I don't know the specifics behind it, but I know that it just didn't come out of thin air, that there was a reason that there's a place called Lamentus. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, you kind of just touched upon it, Jason, is all the excellent fight choreography in these two episodes you oh, had yeah, the tva fight to begin with you had the meteor minefield on lamentus with the two lokis going after each other you had the train bar car fight you had the crowd fight at the arc launch site and then moving on to the nexus event there wasn't a fight until the end but you had that great 
timekeeper chamber fight with everything and B15 coming in there and really right we haven't even touched upon B15 but she came in there and was the savior the hero basically that needed to be there and uh, just changed the dynamics of the whole thing but it was great uh, great fight choreography and my kudos to the actors and their stunt doubles for pulling this off as well as the cinematography that made it happen yeah. yeah. Yep. So I got a I got a quick question before we uh, before we close up. So she mentioned that the memories that she drug up from C twenty uh, were from like three hundred years in the past, right? But they were on Lamentus in 2077. so that would have been like seventeen something. The math doesn't work out. Yeah, they're they're jumping through time all over the place. So, so for all you know, for all you know, Sylvie is from the future, uh, and got brought to the TVA, and then you know maybe all this is the past to her. You don't know what time frame or time, uh, what what point in time she is from. You just know that she's on the timeline. Well, you figure she's probably from the same point in time as the regular Loki. I would agree with that. Okay. Well, I don't know. You found a hole. <laughs> Timey, wimey, wobble, wibbly, wobbly. One little, one little hole. Oh, well. All right. Um, SP, do you have a limerick for us? I actually have a haiku and three limericks. Oh, oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. All right. So we're going to have to do this like uh, like we do uh, for Thunder Force, I guess. Um, you only get to do one, and the rest are going to be for our Patreon quabbles. So do the one that starts, there <sighs> no, once no, was no, a host no, named don't, Rob. Don't do that one. Pick, mm. uh, do you have titles? No, I don't. No. But I, 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 I know which one I want to do. Okay. And, uh, and uh, yeah, as much as I want to do, there was once a podcaster named Rob. We'll have to leave that for the Patreons, Thank I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. Loki episode four and three. Variants all will be set free. Tempad Lamentus. Timekeepers Nexus. More sci-fi than eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. That was good. Way to bring it home. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, who's got awards? I got a few. Yep. P- perfect. Uh, Jason, let's uh, start with the black lung. Uh, my black lung is going to go to Lamentus One. Solid choice. Well. Semi-solid choice. See what I did there because it was broken up. I did. I did. SP? Yeah, we got that. Man, there's so much to choose from. Uh, You've got Mobius that's smoked. You've got uh, the Timekeeper, the the animatronic that was smoked. You have the Ark on Lamentus, which was clearly smoked with a meteor. But I'm going to go with Loki doing the fireworks in his hand. That was some smoking right there. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to go with Jason, though. Uh, I gave it to Lamentus 1 as well. Um, 
That shit be on fire. Uh, let's go with the headlush SP. Oh, this is easy. Loki, he's very full. He's very full. Okay, perfect. Another, uh, Jason. Uh, Loki. Yeah, Loki gets this hands down. It is a uh, threesome um, with himself, Loki, going uh, going on the train. All right, player Jason. Uh, so my player. I don't know, man. I, I, it, it, it's a toss up between Sylvie or Loki. They could both get the player because they kind of both hit on each other at that on on Lamentus one at the uh, end of or at the beginning of, of four. I'm gonna go with Loki though. I think uh, I think he wanted it more. All right, all right. SP. I was quabbling back and forth between Loki or Ravona, and I'm gonna pick Loki because a love is a dagger. And B, he cut Sif's hair. Now, what do second graders do with girls that they like in class? Step on right? their toes and pull their hair. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. Loki was reverting to that. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. And we didn't even talk that about a, Sif's cameo. Yeah. Hey, it was it was good. It was good. I was wondering where they're going to bring her in at. Uh, it was her first she- Marvel appearance since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Yep. Um, I gave it to both Loki and Sylvie, uh, specifically when they were uh, uh, weaseling themselves onto the train past the security guards. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they played. They each had their strengths and, and played to it um, to, get, to, get it hap- to make it happen. Uh, let's see. SP, Purple Hippo. Oh, this is easy. I know you guys mentioned it last time, but C20. Her mind was messed up thanks to Sylvie. So yeah, that that was definitely the purple hippo these couple episodes. Okay. Jason. Yeah, um C twenty is a is a good pick. I'm gonna give mine to be fifteen though, because I mean she was she was the one that actually let Sylvie go just because she realized or she she took Sylvie back to the hurricane. Uh, in Alabama, twenty one, whatever it was, twenty one fifty five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, yeah, found out that she had latent memories, so that had to have been a mind fuck. Okay. Um, I went with Sylvie after finding out that the timekeepers were androids, because in in my head, you know, she's had this plan since she was a little kid about overthrowing the timekeepers. And then come to find out they're animatronics and it's somebody completely different. You know, that's that's just got to, like, not only break you a little bit, but just, uh, yeah, it's just got to mess with you a little bit. I don't know. She didn't seem to miss a beat, though. She, she did. like, accepted it and then yeah. went straight to Ravona, like, you're going to tell me everything. Yeah, but I, I, I would, th- I think she's just covering it up because she's used to that kind of stuff. Right? But- I... I was considering giving it to Sylvie just because the way she had to grow up. She's growing up in apocalypses just to. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to be screwed up from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, Sylvie got kidnapped as a child by the TVA for whatever reason. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good point, too. Oh, no. She's playing with a boat. It's a Nexus event. Take her. Yeah. All right, uh, SP, I want to thank you for stepping in while uh, 
James is getting vaporized. Um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, Any time that uh, a co-host is going through uh, their demise, I would love to come in and, and take their place for a little bit. You know, it's it's it. a podcast uh, cannibalism. Right. So as as soon as we find out where he hides the blackmail on all of us, we'll grab yours too. Okay, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's encrypted. It was on that server. Um. <laughs> So, uh, I'm assuming that you guys are covering you're covering episode the uh, the rest of the Loki episodes on your uh, on your show Legends of Shield. Yeah, actually, tomorrow night I'll be covering episode five, and you know we'll do the same thing next week. We record on Thursdays at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Central. On and yours is live, Geeks. isn't it? Yeah, Geeks Live. I do edit the show after you know after we record before we publish it officially. But yeah, we record live. Cool, cool. All right, that's gonna do it. Uh, next week we will be co- uh, continuing our coverage of uh, of uh, Loki episode five and six, and we'll finish that up, and then you guys can look forward to, if I remember correctly, Black Widow. So that that's something to look forward to. Uh, our intro and out yeah I'm looking forward to the movie can't wait this weekend can't wait our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA our so the reason he probably can't say if you like the show please rate and review uh, us on iTunes you can leave us feedback on our discord channel at smokinganddrinkingkates.com or you can email us at smokinganddrinkingkates at outlook.com visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative <laughs> you even works have to pronounce at creative and for this I week mean, I am sex? Rob and you can shut the fuck up but I don't want to no but I don't want to alright <laughs> Good night, boys see you guys night, night.